Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 76 of Generation GC. Walk away, maybe, from the Chronicles of Life and Death, Good Charlotte's third album released in 2004. My name is Molly Huddleston, once again, and as always, I am your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this podcast. My guest today is Andrea Huerta. Last time, we talked about Say Anything from The Young and the Hopeless. On our next episode in two weeks, we'll be talking about a song from Good Morning Revival. Andrea is from Phoenix, Arizona, and she's been a GC fan officially since 2002, but she tells me that she loved the Little Things video when that came out. I I really enjoyed hearing her perspective on how she first became a GC fan. That was a lot of fun. Andrea is 34 years old and works in radio. Since COVID put such a big hardship on the music, marketing, and events scene that was on hold for a little while, she had to switch tracks for a bit, but she's now back doing what she loves, and I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from her and learning about everything she does. I also wanted to say that I love having guests from all around the world and from all different backgrounds on Generation GC. If English isn't your first language, that's okay. As long as you're comfortable holding a conversation in English, you're good to go. And different backgrounds doesn't just mean location or ethnicity. It means ensuring a varied gender and sexuality representation. It means representing fans of different ages, fans with their own unique life experiences of any sort. I also want to continue mentioning blacklivesmatters.card.co, antisemitism.card.co, and antiasianviolenceresources.card.co. You know, I first started mentioning Black Lives Matter uh, last June, really June of 2020, when the George Floyd protests uh, were beginning to happen. And I know that's not as much of a focus in the media anymore, but it's still important. It's still hugely important to talk about racism, to talk about anti-Semitism, to educate ourselves and to continually work on being better people and helping when we can. Finally, Generation GC stickers are here. If you do want a sticker, there's two things you can do. Number one, you can support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generation GC pod and click support. All that money goes right back into helping make the show the best that it can be. It helps me print and ship the stickers, but it also helps me buy microphone cables, a laptop riser, new headphones, even notebooks because I write a lot of physical notes too. All those things that just help me keep it going. Number two, you can make a donation to Yoga to Cope. Yoga to Cope is a nonprofit organization that aims to provide completely free online yoga-based resources for people coping with trauma, pre-trauma, grief, depression, and the like. I have mentioned so many times on this podcast that I do yoga pretty much every day and that it helps me with anxiety, with staying calm, with sleeping well. So I was very excited when Andrea mentioned Yoga to Cope as an organization she would like listeners of this episode to support. Uh, I encourage you to go to yoga to cope org to learn more and to make a donation. That'll be in the show notes as well. And then you're going to send me a screenshot of either your support of the show on Anchor or your donation to Yoga to Cope, as well as your mailing address, and I will send you stickers. Make sure to follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Occasionally I'll post other ways for y'all to get involved, to spread the word about the show, uh, and get stickers in return too. Thank you for tuning in, and now on to episode 76. 
So walk away, maybe, is track three on the Chronicles of Life and Death, Good Charlotte's third album released in 2004. Track two was the Chronicles of Life and Death. Track four was SOS. And uh, what an emotional ride on this track listing. Holy shit. I have more thoughts on that. In, in a bit as we get into the song and everything, uh, just from re-listening to the album today, but wow. This was not a single, but setlist.fm did rank it number 27 of their most played songs. They have 41 records of it being played. Um, they played it at the reunion show in the, at the Troubadour in West Hollywood in 2015, and they have played it a few times in the U.S. and Canada, it, including at the Fuse TV studio in New York, September 2004, so just before the album came out. But for the most part, it was not a regular part of the set list in the U.S. It was played a lot in like Japan, South America, New Zealand, Australia, Europe, all over Asia. So I don't know. Maybe some of our international listeners have heard this one live. But anyway, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the show and for working with me on this scheduling and everything. I'm so happy you're here, and I want to help our guests get to know you. So the first question I like to ask everyone is, when did you first hear Good Charlotte, and what were your first thoughts on them? So fun fact, I remember, do you, I don't know if you remember The Box, which is like a TV, phone, and video, music video um, like you literally would wait all night and put in your numbers like one three one three, and then oh you're like, God. oh, okay, that's my number. Well, I was too poor for that. It was like fifteen dollars <laughs> to do that. I'm like fourteen, and um, so they used to play um, little things on the box in 2000. And me being the teeny bopper that I was then, Mandy Moore was in the videos. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, and that was my fun. Um, you know, linked to Good Charlotte. And then fast forward through high school and, you know, NSYNC came around. <laughs> and my best friend and I, being the biggest NSYNC fans we were, saw that Chris Kirkpatrick was in, you know, the Lifestyles video. Lifestyles video. And immediately we're like, who are these boys? Because we were, I mean, you know, we're 15, 16. Of course. Yeah. And um, so you claim your twin with your best friend. And, you know, it was a total like. Wait, so which which twin did you world. claim? And which twin did your friend claim? I was, I, it's funny because I, we both kind of went to Joel. Okay. Because <laughs> again, he was like the, the pretty boy, obvious, you know, whatever. And she's like, no, you have Benji. So by default. But now if you were to ask me today, I mean. I have a wallpaper of Benji on my phone. I love so it. that's our secret. No one knows. Right. Just kidding. Right, right, right. Um, no. So yeah, so he's, he's, he's my twin, which fun fact, so funny. In 2018, I got to tell him, Benji, you're my favorite. Because I'll get into the reason why later, yeah. but it was just the fact that I got to tell him that kill me now. It was an amazing moment, but so embarrassing. I think I'm getting sweaty thinking about it. It's so embarrassing. But yeah, so 20, 2000 and then 2004. And then 2004, um, 2003, Young and the Hopeless Tour was my first show. So I, I was, was like, I was just about to ask if you had ever seen Good Charlotte live. And I think I know the answer to that. Yeah, the first show was in 2003. I just looked it up. So 
it was two days before my best friend's birthday and it was at the Dodge Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And I remember waiting outside. We had the hoodies on. We were so stoked. We met Chris and Paul outside. It was just such a mess. And, um, but we didn't have the show with mess. It was Eve six and. Okay. Yeah. Um, they, they switched the lineup. Day. A little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was such a good show, though. And I've seen them four times after that, too. So including the Chronicles of Life and Death tour, which was. Huh. I love it. Well, mm-hmm. Andrea, I would love to hear a little bit about your experience working in radio. I mean, what were some highlights of that for you? Yeah, so I still work in radio. I was okay. blessed since the economy and everything opened up again. More positions opened up again. More funding and budgets. So um, I have been in radio for six years. This is my wow. sixth year in radio. I started in promotions um, at uh, KDKB. It's a, a station. It was like an album rock station, like Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, like Motley Crue. You know, okay. My okay. first show was Motley Crue. I was the person that popped up the tents and gave out all the t-shirts. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a fun job. So much fun. Oh my God. I'd love to do that. It was so much fun. It was so warm because we have hot summers. It's like 109 today. So think about doing that at a Motley Crue show. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. So, um, but anyways, and then that morphed to an alternative station. I was like, yes. So Bala Boy and, you know, Green Day, Good Charlotte, when they went on tour. It was such an amazing time. And now um, I work in the sales department, actually, as a client services manager. And I work for a different company. So I work for um, iHeartMedia. And so uh, in a different, bigger ocean. And I love it so much. I get to work with campaigns and uh, pr- proposals and just all the problem solving behind the scenes. Our department's like the... We, I like to say we're the backbone to keep, you know, the, the station sales teams afloat. <laughs> so I, I just love it. I love my job, and I'm so blessed to be able to work in radio again. You just know when you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, you know, whatever, you know, amount you want to go into this, but I know a lot of people definitely uh, the past – year and a half or so really affected what they were able to do in entertainment. I mean, for obvious reasons. Yeah. So I took, so the reason why I left my first company to go to a new company was because um, I wanted to try my shot in advertising at an advertising agency for like a small minute. And um, my department was the events department. Oh, and when that, when the pandemic hit, you know, funding budget. So Obviously, my job was eliminated at the time. It was a small company. And um, I went back to working in education. So I have—I was a preschool teacher for 12 years, for 10 years, 12, two years as a school librarian. So all my background is in education. Um, so you always have a plan B. And that's what I decided yeah. to do was to go back. And I was working in, in admin at a childhood uh, program. Yeah. A childhood program. So have any concerts happened in Arizona yet? Yes, quite a few, actually. So our state's our state policy, I think it lifted like a couple a couple months ago officially. But we started having shows at like outside, um, and then we started having indoor shows. 
and we have our big venue like everyone knows this venue it's like one of it's like this I don't know it holds 5,000 people or something it's wow. called the Marquee Theater and it's this really cool venue it's near Tempe Town Lake and it's it's like if you ever look it up it's so pretty and um you the owners there wanted to start this like dinner and a show <laughs> they were like they were going to have tables and everything set up and have like a dinner and a show everyone stayed in their little pod but as the buildings you know and the occupancy levels were able to open they're now having full-blown shows so it's yeah. exciting i actually go back to my first show in august i'm going oh my to God, the all-time low all-time low yeah oh my God. yeah oh so i this- think it's the third of august <sighs> the, is it the mm-hmm. sad summer tour so, or is it one of their like off dates? Come, it's the one off date. Okay, the, okay. The Sad Summer Festival was supposed to come here, but they had to cancel and rebook and, you it, know, legalities. Uh, yeah, I was really curious. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We could, this, this could be like a whole hour here, but right? <laughs> it was really curious to me because I felt like originally Sad Summer was kind of a nationwide thing. And then it became Sad Summer was pretty much like the coasts kind of. Um, yeah, but all time low is still pretty much touring the whole U.S. So yeah, so it's all about the booking and, yeah, and yeah. where they're able to find the venue and yeah, that, that's a yeah. whole other conversation. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, um, and that I guess this will be hometown for the Maine too. So that's yeah, yeah actually that's- we don't get to have the Maine at our show. Oh, that's right because it's not sad summer. It's not sad summer. Yeah, yeah. but they're going to do their own show at like a 700 person venue or less. It's like a small venue called the Crescent Ballroom. They just announced it yesterday and so amazing. And a lot of fans are going to be excited about that. Oh yeah. Um, well Andrea I mean I could talk about the Maine forever because I'm obsessed with the new album. It's so good but I really want to talk about uh this song about walk away i mean we were you know we were chatting for a bit before we started recording and i know you and i have talked on twitter a little uh and i'm just so glad you're here but i would love to hear why did you want to talk about walk away in particular so walk away is a song that just i resonated with the moment i listened to it um Mm -hmm. in 2004 i had a relationship that was probably the foundation of relationships you should never have. Mm -hmm. That was the one that I was like, you know, this is it for me. You know, he was a horrible person. He was very uh, verbally and physically abusive. And so high school was good. Charlotte was my outlet in that case. I have so many great memories with the band um, and their music, but in all seriousness, like that specific song was like, you made this bed, you're laying in it, you're choosing to be with this person. Yeah, yeah. And all I wanted was for someone like, Benji, come take me out of this relationship, <laughs> you know, like, to make things lighthearted. But no, seriously, like, I just wanted to just walk away. I always just wanted to, like, let it go. So as the years went on, um, you know, I'm in my 30s now, I'm 35. And so... I now, instead of just holding on to all the hurt after many, many years, this is, a you know, 20 plus years of just hurt. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was listening to another podcast, uh, Yoga to Cope, and she was, the host Kayla was talking about, you know, how to find your therapist. And I was like, hmm, 
do I find a therapist and just unleash and just walk through these and just kind of like Mm -hmm. learn how to go step by step and cope with these scars that I have. And, you know, it's, it's, is it worth it? Or do I go to bed every night and just cry? And I think 2020 for some people who were like, I'm so happy to be home. I was so happy to be home until it hit me that depression and anxiety and all those old wounds are still there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I you're spending to- more time at home, you're spending mm-hmm. more time in your own head. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just, I needed to just wake up and yeah. I had to really just take that moment to say, okay, I'm going to do this. I cannot mm-hmm. live like this anymore. So walk away has always been that reminder. It is a reminder whenever it comes on like my Spotify list or if I Listen to, I, I mean, I play guitar in my car, and whenever it comes on, it's like automatically like you did this, like you can you you overcame your feeling from two thousand four and on. You won that battle, so it's kind of like a I don't know how to explain it, like a badge of honor, but in audio yeah. form. <laughs> I like that. Oh my god, I love that, Andrea. That is, I love that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I'm I'm so glad that the song has just meant so much to you. That's fantastic. Um, We will talk about like our uh, interpretation of the song in a second, but first I want to ask what your favorite line from the song is. And if you have any like misheard lyrics. Misheard lyrics is probably, (laughs) I was just thinking about this earlier um, because he's, Tell, he's saying, I had to read it. Separate my soul from all the things we shared. I'm falling into pieces. Now say a prayer for me. Say a prayer for me. Okay. So in the midst of all that, I heard separate my soul. And then I thought yeah. he said separate my sold for some reason. Like I sold my soul <laughs> and I didn't really understand it forever. That's how I thought it was. So anyway, I guess it kind of would go with the flow. But honestly, like just the fact that it's like it's easier to walk away from everything. I know that's really generic to say to pull that from that song, but it is. It's so much easier for me just to be like flip the table by I'm, I'm out. I don't want to yeah. deal with this right now. So that's probably a lyric that resonates a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think my favorite line, I really love when he says, I'm in need of your faith now. Partially because, I mean, I just think it's great wording, but the passion in Joel's Uh voice, the intensity in that delivery. And I think back to the fact that, like, this was 2004 when this came out. So Joel was, like, 24, maybe, maybe, like, just turned 25. I don't know exactly when they recorded it. But he's 24, just turned 25. And, like... Wow, that, that's a you know, I mean, that's an adult, but like, that's a lot to be feeling at that age. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I, not I, like, I'm 29, but that's just a lot, you know? I feel like it, I feel like 25. Oh my God, 25. I just got a tattoo recently. And because 25 for me was 10 years ago. Okay. I just got a tattoo with the number 10 on it. It's a playing card. I started my 25th birthday in Las Vegas. So I got a playing card because I'm going to end my 35th year in Las Vegas. Oh my God. Perfect. So that's like full circle. Right. And it's true. At 25, you are figuring yourself out. Yeah. You really are. 
quarter life crisis or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Oh you're, my God, yeah. So you're going through all of that. And that was a year where I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to own the world. And then I got in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so things happen. But yeah, 25 is a very strong year. Definitely like a everybody. turning point, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Like you're not like a young adult anymore, but you don't necessarily feel totally grown up yet. So you're still trying right. to figuring ride a car. out. Yeah. Yeah. You can ride a car. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andrea, I want to talk about, you know, what we think this song means. Um, you know, I want to hear first what you think it means. I'll share what I think it's about and then we can dive into uh, some stuff the band has talked about with it. I truly think that it's really about a sense of person, you know, trying to figure their shit out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I just always imagine, I take this song very literally. I know there can be different, many different ways, but sure, I think yeah. it's so literally. Like, it's like literally, like, Andrea laying in bed, looking up at the ceiling, what am I doing with my life? And at the time, I had a bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I had posters up there, you know, whatever. And yeah. so, like, I was just looking up at my posters, and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, do I want to be in this position for 10 years? Do I want to be, you know, figuring out what's going to happen next every five mm-hmm. minutes? And the song itself is just that Joel or the person who is seen, the narrator, the, yeah. con- the, the, I don't know, the storyteller, yeah. um, is saying, like, you know, just someone come say to me, I want to break from this routine. I want to grow and to have a different life, but I don't know how to go from A to B. I don't know how to leave, you know, and get in this car and drive off into the sunset. How do I make that change? Change creates change. Yeah. And my coworker used to tell me that every day when I was trying to grow um, professionally, she's like, change creates change. And I'm bad at change. So this was a life lesson for me this last two years. Like, yeah, girl, get up, figure it out. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that's what was happening. And just like reset your brain, reset your mind and do it. If you don't do it, you're going to regret it. You might regret it. Maybe question mark. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a related, but definitely somewhat different interpretation. Um, I don't think I took it as – I feel like I maybe didn't take it quite as literally as you did, but I liked a lot what you were saying about change because I think that's – as I'm, like, thinking back to the song right now, change is such a big part of this, you know, self-discovery, self-awareness, um, which I think is a lot of what I got out of this song, right, that – you know, the narrator is kind of attempting to gain self-awareness over their demons, their struggles, but maybe feeling like you can't totally face it or you're not ready to face it. So you just walk away. Um, You know, you talked before about the line, I made this bed, you know, kind of sometimes maybe causing your own problems, getting yourself into the situation. Um, I also wanted to point out the line, I'm standing on the edge of everything I wanted now. I feel like that. That's such a good line. Mm-hmm. It's just, such a good line. It's it's very much so like the end of the road. Like, okay, I'm here. I got it. Now what? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Now what? You know, it, it, it's that 
Well, I think it's two parts. I think it's that realization that you could actually have what you want if you allow yourself to accept it. Maybe there's like kind of a subtext, but there's also that realization that, you know, I mean, frankly, this album came out just after Good Charlotte has this massive album explosion, right? Um, but, you know, and I'm, I'm clearly interpre- interpolating here, but... That's a good interpretation, though, because they were at their height. Like, they were like... Yeah. They were but, at their height. And, but all of yeah. the success in the world doesn't... Right. Well, now what in the kind of sense of, like... <laughs> What do we do now? How many albums can we sell with? How many records can we sell with album number three? But also like, well, I sold like three million records. Um, how come I'm still depressed? Or how come I'm, I still have issues with alcohol? What, whatever it is. I think there's that too. And frankly, I think they're somewhat related. Actually, this is sort of related to that specific line and that kind of theme. Um, have you watched the movie or read the book? It's kind of a funny story. No. Okay. So I'm not really spoiling anything, um, but it's kind of a funny story is about a kid who basically has like a suicide attempt and, um, is in the psych hospital. Um, I liked the book a lot, but the book was written as a follow-up to Ned Vizzini's first book, Be More Chill. And Be More Chill was like, I think it was his first book, but it was his prior book anyway, right? And I guess Be More Chill was really successful. The author, Ned, he feels all this pressure to follow up, right? And that causes a lot of depression and mental health issues because he's like, what if I can't follow up? What if I can't follow up? Um, and essentially, it's kind of a funny story is about that, just using, you know, the mask of a kid in, like, a prestigious private high school. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's it's so funny. Um, just to feed off of that is yeah. the fact that I just learned in therapy. Therapy has been a blessing. There is something called imposter syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was just, she was telling me about it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's definitely something that I've been dealing with because just like this character in the story, it's like, yes, I'm going to be the best person at work. Yes, I'm going to be the best. I'm the oldest kid in my family. The best big sister ever. Yes, I'm going to be the best best friend ever. I'm going to plan the parties. I'm going to plan the holiday events. I'm going to plan this. I'm going to plan that. I want to control everything in my life. And while everything seems okay, there's that point where I'm just like, I'm not okay. You know, and yeah. you just kind of feel like all these layers on top of each other and you're trying to peel them away one by one. So, well, I, I think there's this part of imposter syndrome, too, of like. And this is why related to why I'm just very big on self-awareness in the moment that like. Sometimes, you know, if you always call yourself an aspiring podcaster an aspiring musician i'm an aspiring writer an aspiring radio host well when do you switch that to oh i'm just a podcaster i'm a writer i'm a radio host i've made it i've done it i'm there exactly yeah yeah. is it is it when you make money is it when it's your full-time job is it when you have a certain number of fans you know like what what is that um yeah 
Yeah. Well, I guess here's, here's two questions. I guess I'm going to switch this a little bit from my notes, but do you think at the end of this song, does the narrator decide that they are going to walk away from their problems or do you think they decided to face their fears? I feel like <laughs> it kind of is a play on the title. I'm going to walk away. Maybe. Maybe okay, I want to yeah. do this. Yeah. Maybe I'm almost there. I was, you know, I'm going to do it. I get to the edge of the line. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, almost. Yeah. It's always like, almost. Maybe. Yeah. I think they're trying. Well, and then on the next album, they have Face the Strange, right? So maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is the I'm walking away and then Face the Strange is, okay, I'm ready to face it. Um, and to lean into that, then it goes into self-help. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a great connection. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, yeah. Well, it, I, I, I think... I mean, I'm not even going to ask this, but I think it's like, I I feel like we can both agree, you know, you're talking about your experience in therapy and I've I've talked about my own feelings on self-awareness. I think we can both agree it's not healthy to walk away from our problems for the most part. Um, For sure. I also think that that's taught. I feel like you, someone needs to coach you on how to take your first step. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, That's a great point on like, your first step in learning how to face things, you mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. learning how to cope. Because it's all about coping. And coping has a bad rep. Like, I feel like yeah. when you hear the word cope, it's like, oh, I'm learning how to cope with all. Like, it's oh, there's always a negative light to it. I see it as... Taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to take care of myself. Like, let me just have that moment to just figure it out, take a breath, and then move on. Um, yeah, but whether it's with a friend or whether it's with somebody like talk to somebody because they will help you. Those are your coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Coping. I mean, I, I talk a lot about self care on this show. I think, you know, I've definitely talked about the fact that I do yoga. Right. And that's like kind of one of the most cliche, uh, suggestions for like self care. If you have like anxiety or or anything like that but um it's been extremely helpful for me yeah the power of breathing the power that's what it comes down to your internal center definitely um you know i i started volunteering with a group uh with an organization called yoga to cope which is funny full circle so Um, cool i i I love that organization already yeah, they um they are a nonprofit organization. Um, everyone can check them out at yogadecope.org and just receive any and all information, videos, meditation videos, um, links, websites, all of this amazing fun stuff. There's a podcast that goes along with it that we'll probably, you know, we can talk about later. And it's just so amazing. I love um, Kayla McDonald is the host and she okay. is the one who is like the the genus behind the machine and um, just her passion and her, her composure, her, she's so poised like all the time. And she definitely makes people feel comfortable. And she's the reason why I went to therapy. She, her podcast definitely saved my mental health. And I know that that plus music has definitely just been a great lifeline last year. 
I love that. Uh, I, I definitely am going to ask you more about Yoga to Cope later because I just absolutely love that. I think that's so cool. Um, yeah. So in terms of like background info on this song, I really did not find much. Um, there were a fair amount of like interviews and articles uh, about this album, but I don't know. I guess this song wasn't brought up much. Um, but this was a interview with MTV News, July 2004. Um, and they're kind of talk about, they're talking about some of the songs in the album, Predictable, World is Black. And then they say, Walk Away blends pummeling hard rock verses with rudimentary indie rock strumming. Only the tentatively titled Chronicles, which may take on the full name of the album, features a classic punk stomp. Blink-182's latest untitled album, a relatively dark departure from their previous work, is a good pop-punk comparison. It's a little more serious, Joel said, but there's definitely some fun moments, too, Benji countered, so as not to position the album as solely for misanthropes. I definitely think the main message of our band is hope, and a running theme in this record, too, is hope. You know, it's so funny. Um, that album, well, it's called The Chronicles of Life and Death. So yeah. it's like the beginning and the end. And to think about it, I always like to low-key joke that I feel like Good Charlotte is almost like a religious band. Because I mean, they kind of are. So I mean, they, in some songs, they definitely are. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And this album was like the beginning of me of that adventure so yeah um yeah it is a darker album for sure mm -hmm. a darker theme tone and the styling of it the the music and the lyrics itself it was much but but the hope is definitely there and yeah there's a couple bands i think of that just make me too depressed you know what i mean that don't have hope um I love Pentimento. I have a tattoo for Pentimento, but like I can't just listen to them because they just make me sad. And, you know, I listened to them a lot more several years ago, you know, when they, when they had been releasing records because I was mm -hmm. in a dark place at, you know, such, such various times. Right. But like, I don't sit and listen to them now, like almost ever because there's, I just associate so much darkness with that, right? And I don't necessarily yeah. find the hope. Um, Dangerous Summer, great band. I don't necessarily find the hope, personally. Although I haven't spent a lot of time with their discography. Um, Do you think the hope in Good Charlotte's music is the tone of what their songs, their music is portraying? For instance, there's like, secrets right yeah it's all it's it's kind of like a very deep song you know hi nice to meet you but i have all of these skeletons in my closet i don't necessarily want to, you to know about who i really am but it's like they're like hi nice to, like, there's like a i don't know quick intro think, to that so i think that's definitely part of it like the musical tone of the album yeah. and and if certain songs are just very catchy. Um, if we use secrets as an example, I mean, I think the hope in that is also talking about dirty little secrets we all hide and finding an understanding there. Yeah. Like it's like a, it's like a nice 
yes, we're going to go through this together. I'm going to take your hand and we're going to go through the maze of who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. There's a light. There's a light. There's a, like wherever the dirt is, there's green sprouts. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way to explain why life is filled with so much pain, but do the flowers ever grow in the places that don't rain? Let the music yes. play. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes. I love it. Andrea, I, I mean, I know you were talking about your, your past relationship, but um, did you have any like other memories or stories you wanted to share about Walk Away? Um, Walk Away is the beginning of who I am trying to figure out my mental health um, journey and mm-hmm. self-discovery. And it was met at the end with a whole other song, which is self-help. It's so like just like beginning to end, you know, 14 through 17 high school years to 35 years old. And um, it's funny to go back and to listen to the song and to think, where was I at that age? You know, like, Mm -hmm, do you ever go mm -hmm. through that? Do you ever listen to a song? You're like, I was this age, Um, you know, and you know what? Like the lyric, you know, maybe I'm just scared to face the things I feel. I was terrified, (laughs) you know, and I just wanted to put it all underneath the bed and just forget about it and move on and smile. And today I do not let that happen. And whether it's in relationships or work or people or an everyday day-to-day thing, I'm very, I'm a little too confrontational (laughs) Um, just because I really want to be my best self. And that took a lot of practice. In fact, I'm still growing. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How do you, how, how, what about you? You know, I don't know if I have like a specific uh, memory with this song per se, so much as just I have, have definitely had like my own journey with mental health and self-care over the years. And I, I think learning that like, it's okay to make taking care of yourself a priority. You know, that doesn't mean that you're letting any kind of it struggles or, or bad things define you. It just means you're taking care of yourself, which is a great thing. Yeah. And I, you know what? Good Charlotte. I wish you had to play this song more live. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> That's right. what I think about. Like, I wish you would play this song live. <laughs> um, well, we already kind of talked about this. Uh, so we won't spend much time here, but just in my notes, I have that I like to talk about other good Charlotte songs the track relates to. We already mentioned Face the Strange and Self-Help, and I think that's a great arc of those three songs. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I want to talk about some, like, reviews and kind of articles and things about this song. So we'll start off yeah. with Rock Sound, who mentioned this song in an article about GC's Hidden Gems, which, like, I love stuff like that. Like, yes, it's great seeing articles talking about lifestyles, but, like, talk about the other the stuff, too, cut. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm here for. They said, the chronicles of life and death demonstrated a transition period for Good Charlotte, and this fragile bop was a prime example of the direction they were heading in. I like that tone, fragile bop. Yeah. (laughs) Album of the Year scored this song 85 out of 100. Rate your music. Um, I'm just going to read this. I don't really know what's going on here, but SOS, this is fucking predictable pop punk. I'm telling the truth. 
I just want to live without this album. And if it wasn't enough, good Charlotte, please walk away. We believe that we don't need you in this world. I feel like they were trying to make one of those weird poems, but it came off really rude. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's like they were trying to make fun of the album by using all the song titles in a sentence. Right. But the sentence, like, works and makes perfect sense. I mean, it's a mean sentence, but, like, it makes sense. So, like, um, today.com said Walk Away is big pop punk with loud guitars and even louder drums. Uh, and I have to mention this review from Sound the Sirens, and I'm going to interject some commentary partway through. Before I go any further, I must be honest with you, dear reader. I am in college, and I am a good Charlotte fan. Subtract 40 scene points. I know I'm too old, but I can't help it. And frankly, I just want to say that caring about how cool or uncool you are is the dumbest thing ever. It is the least punk rock thing ever. Grow up. Literally, like, I have a funny, oh, my gosh. I was, my senior year, I was the, quote, good Charlotte girl. Yeah. I had the hoodie. Same. I was the good Charlotte girl for a lot of years, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's funny because my friends who were all into good Charlotte the year, the prior years before with their first debut album, it's always like, they've changed. They're sold out. And I'm like, stop. Like, just stop. Let me love my band. Stop talking shit about my band. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. I, I can I can see I can understand the subtract forty scene points because but also like everyone literally yeah cares. like whatever like, <laughs> um and then I'll I'll read this bit about the song uh they said Chronicles holds some of their best work in addition to their worst uh the title track is a typical but perfected pop rocker this song along with the next two walk away maybe and sos complete the album's triple attack of powerful pop rock good charlotte is one of the best at what they do these songs are proof if you disagree go listen to some simple plan or never heard of it you will come to the same conclusion (laughs) um it's funny because there are two different it's so the three major bands in 2004, let's say in the, the three, like the trifecta, there's something called the Emo Trilogy today, and that's Panic of the, Dis- Panic of the Disco, Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance. Pop Punk Trilogy is New Found Glory, Good Charlotte, and Simple Plan. Yeah, but, that's- well, Blink was broken up at this point, but, like, I mean, Green Day had almost had transcended it for sure, but, like, this song, this album came out right around when Green Day American Idiot right. came but out. Right, but 2003, 2004, like, that was, those three bands were, like, at their height. Oh, for sure, for And sure. then they were, like, the, the three. And yeah. so I think it's kind of funny to compare and contrast because they're two different bands. Yeah. But they're, they're, you know, bands doing, I mean, especially if you mention Simple Plan, I think Simple Plan's maybe the closest comparison Uh, If you mentioned Simple Plan, that's a very similar band to Good Charlotte in a lot of ways. Um, uh, I've never heard of Never Heard of It. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, (laughs) Hip Online gave the album 5 out of 10, and they kind of ranked the great, the average, and the bad from this album. Um, The great, nothing. Nothing was great about this. The average, 
walk away, maybe. Sure, there is some emotion, but no real punch. If you listen to their predecessors like Green Day, you can hear their emotion. They wear it on their sleeves. See, I don't, when I hear Good Charlotte, I don't hear Green Day. I don't even hear a Green Day influence. I hear, I hear a rancid influence, obviously, yes. because Benji. I hear Good Goldfinger. I, I hear also don't MXPX. think of Green Day as like an emotional band. I, I, just I, mean, don't. They were, I mean, they were definitely extremely, the and they were definitely formative to the genre in a lot of ways, but I don't think of them as like, although I, I don't know, maybe I haven't spent enough time thinking about Green Day in the past decade. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like 2004 Green Day was American Idiot, which came out, um, I was in high school. I was my, it was my senior year and they were just exploding again. Yeah. And Honestly, can't even put them in the same category because they're just two different genres. Same, yeah, I mean, alternative house, but not. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're more of a rock fan. Green Day. Yeah, I yeah. feel like they've they've morphed into something else. I mean, but this is also, and I, I don't, you know, want to necessarily keep going down this rabbit hole, but that also really just gets into like, how do you define rock or emo or pop punk or alternative or whatever? Yeah, you know. Um, well, let's read some comments from song meanings. Um, some of these are crass. Ruthless said, amazing song, so much better than anything they've done so far. Not like it would be that hard to do something better than The Young and the Hopeless. That CD equals crap. That was funny to me because usually when people are talking shit, they're talking in comments, they're talking shit about the new stuff. Not just for yeah, Good Charlotte, but like just kind that. of overall. Yeah. 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 They'll never be what they were. Right. Right. Who would want to listen to a band that doesn't grow? Exactly. Bert XX said, this CD is queer. Too much pop. Not worth buying. Maybe burn it off a friend, but don't buy. Ouch. Hey. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know where you're getting that from. Novocaine filled punk said this song is amazing. Yeah, it's slower and a bit poppier, but it's got so much feeling in it. Their whole new album has heaps more emotion than the others. This song rocks my socks and shoes. Emotion. I always I always think about that interview where <laughs> Joel and Benji were like talking, I think it was an AOL interview, I'm mm -hmm. not sure, and they were just like we're just so emo. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, mood. <laughs> um, the last one I'll read, and so it, listeners, you know, you'll, you'll know that I, I don't really like to spend time discussing who a song is written about so much as what the emotional context is, what the kind of emotional stories are, and what the background might be. Um, but I, I, I just want to read this comment because it's an interpretation I hadn't thought and it's kind of one I personally disagree with but you know we're gonna read it xx asswipe you know said perhaps this song is sang as if it's from their dad's point of view you know their dad walked out on them then maybe this song is written by them to show that they finally understand why he walked out huh I don't get that at all from this song because I don't think that's what they're saying when they say walk away. 
like walk away from your family. I don't think that's what they're saying. I don't think that's kind of walking away they're talking about. Like, I think they're talking about walking away from your problems versus facing them. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see both ways, but I don't think that this is the content that we are getting from this song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's read a couple YouTube comments. Um, Nintendo Capri Sun said, man, I love that Transylvanian piano cascade in the bridge. Yes. I love that part. It's just so funny. A great descriptor. Transylvanian piano cascade. Honestly, yes. I hope Billy Martin has read that comment because <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he would love that. Little, little goth Billy. Um, so I do have to add, the best part of that bridge is this. The guitars are like boom, 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 boom. And that's your brain saying, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. And then okay, okay. I think of like the keyboard part. It's so beautiful and light. And those are your friends and your family saying, it's okay, bro. Like, come on, do it. And then your guitar part is like, no, 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 no. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like a conflict. Like okay, okay. Conflict. I could see that. No, no. I, I, I just, it was a great part. I love that part yeah. of the song. And I like to pretend that I'm Billy for like five seconds. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, we Salute said, I have a mild case of autism and I'm almost 27. I still find it hard to speak up or approach and talk to people because I don't want to say the wrong thing or make people uncomfortable. Good Charlotte takes me back to fourth grade. They got me through hard times in middle school and onward. But looking back, I miss the early 2000s. 2002 to 2005 was the best, I think, for me. Oh, my gosh. Um, I feel like people who have such an early resonation with Good Charlotte is Mm -hmm. so amazing. And you want to know the most amazing part of this, too? If they were to read this, they they would would feel it. They would feel it. Yeah. So Sarah, who's my best friend, she, in 2018, we went to the meet and greet. And she told them, you know, you – you are the most important thing to me. You, you know, you made my life. You saved my life. You know, like something along the lines of that. I don't remember. It was, yeah, it was Vegas. I kind of wasn't really drinking. <laughs> 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 and, and you know what they said? You saved us. Yeah. You did this. And it was like, she came back and told me and I was just like, oh my gosh, like the love that they have for their fans is so amazing. And I know that if they were to read this comment that they would agree and just say, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. Like you, you saved us, you give us our life. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to read two more comments here. F 5X to Refresh said, coming back to the songs off this album after all these years is revolutionary and that I can tell, oh yeah, the lyrics have meaning. And I totally get that too. And I'm sure you relate to it too, Andrea, being so young when we first heard it and then being the age they were when they wrote it to now being (laughs) both older than they were when they wrote it. Um, Is Puffer said, people are too in love with songs like Despacito when there are songs like this. That is such a opening, an eye-opening thing. Like, Top 40 does have a really great tend to just want to, what is it, like a crowd pleaser? There's not really yeah. any deep cuts on the radio. I mean, but there's not. And, and that's, I mean, you probably know more than I do about the way radio works. But, like, 
we definitely it's do. All it, yeah, this wasn't a single. This. Of course, this wasn't on top 40 radio. It wasn't a single. Right. And I think those deep if this, cuts Even if this more. was a single, I don't know if it would nest this. I mean, I don't know. Good Charlotte in, in 2005 was, you know, a different story than they are now. But yeah, the, it's, it's a song that means a lot, but that doesn't mean it has to be a top 40 single. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Andrea, how has Walk Away held up for you over time? It's such, it sounds so amazing in my car. <laughs> Being an adult and growing and just like, you know, I used to listen on my, not, it was like my disc man, you know, yeah. <laughs> listeners. It was this thing that you put your CD in. Everyone is, as, everyone is like as accident. old as you and I are. So right? they know what disc men are. They know what so, disc men yeah. are, Andrea. They're just as old as we are. <laughs> So honestly, I used to listen to it all the time. Like that was my thing. Yeah. And to listen to it in a car with a great sound system is just like, oh, feeds my soul. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Having a car with a great sound system versus like, you know, crappy headphones and your disc men uh, yeah. on the bus to school. Yeah. <laughs> they glow up. <laughs> oh, yeah. What has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed? Good Charlotte brought my best friend and I together um, as far as like being like connecting and going to shows. That was the beginning of our like adult friendship, I guess, so to speak, because they started touring in 2003, 2004, and Mm -hmm. we just graduated high school. So we used to go to shows and in her little car and it was just a great adult experience because you're not a kid anymore, you know, like you're just trying to do your thing. Well, on top of that, like just wanting to travel and to, 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 it just opened up more bands to our audience, I guess, how to, I don't know how to explain it. Like Good Charlotte went, brought in Newfound Glory, brought in Simple Plan, brought in Green Day, brought in, yeah. oh, there's more out there, Sugar Cult, mm-hmm, Michael mm-hmm. Perlman, Fallout Boy, like it warped tour, like holy shit, like all of these things came in and all stemmed from Good Charlotte. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Andrea, this has been amazing. Do you have any last words about Walk Away, about Good Charlotte, or about yourself? Most importantly, like, this band means a lot because of the fact that I was able to grow up with the lyrics. It went from playing, telling stories about high school to talking about going to therapy and, you know, working on your insides because outside there's no reasoning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, yeah. my funnest yeah from their last album like that's like the best lyrics it's freaking true like go to therapy you know figure yourself out and just grow as a person and most importantly understand the importance that it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to let yourself just stay in that space yes I don't know if that yes you know what I mean? I, that makes perfect sense yeah it's you are not wrong or weak for having, you know, the feelings you're having, for having experienced what you've experienced. It's not your fault, but it's still your responsibility to take care of yourself and you deserve to take care of yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Well, Andrea, so I have a good Charlotte uh, Generation GC and Friends Spotify playlist. So I'm going to put this song on it and there's an 8-bit arcade version. And then I would love a recommendation from you of something to add to the playlist. Just anything you've been enjoying lately that's not good, Charlotte. 
Oh my goodness, <laughs> you're gonna laugh. So I have been like my, the song that's constant in rotation is um, "Bad Habits" by Ed Sheeran. That's like I love it. Oh my god, to dance, bop, beat. My boyfriend and I are watching his stream tomorrow. I'm so excited. That's so exciting. He's doing a free live stream tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh, so watching it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great song and it's just fun, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Uh, Yeah. Andrea, this has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Where can people keep up with you on the internet? So I'm usually on Twitter um, at Andrea Cupcake. Love it. And um, also, you can probably find me at Yoga to Cope. I love it. Yeah. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on this show. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Last time, we talked about Say Anything from The Young and the Hopeless. On our next episode in two weeks, we'll be talking about a song from Good Morning Revival. My name is Molly Huddleston. Once again, and as always, I've been your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of Generation GC. Please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate and leave a review. Most importantly, tell your friends. And hey, follow us on the socials at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow me, Molly, at M Huddleston, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N, on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all so much for tuning in.